Welcome to Eclipse, the Heroes Podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about Season 4, Episode 10, <laughs> Brothers <laughs> Keeper. <laughs> Ten? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Brothers Keeper. Brothers Keeper. Oh boy, with the events of the last episode, I wonder what that's going to mean. Mm, perhaps more than one meeting, though. Hmm. Ooh. uh no news for this episode nope recorded back to back maybe if something happens editing rachel insert something here if something crazy happens. oh my god right something fucking huge happens and it's like ah stop everything like the fucking (laughs) oh my god like the thing with leonard roberts (sighs) yes yes so let's go right into the episode i suppose how's that yeah let's do it all right uh we get a mohinder previously what (laughs) but he's dead we get all our mohinder answers in this episode (laughs) so we start right off at the carnival and they're throwing like bag cans into the truck and it's oh guess what guys it's green week Uh, yay (laughs) (laughs) because samuel's like ah it always feels good to give back to the earth and hero's like well then give me charlie back (laughs) (laughs) you son of a bitch because, yeah, we didn't have Hero in the last episode anywhere. He's sad looking at Charlie's name tag right now. <laughs> he sure is. And Samuel's like, listen, you've got to earn freedom <laughs> if you're going to get it. So you have to do what I ask you to so you can get your sweet Charlie back. And he always calls her, like, fucking sweet Charlie, which is creepy Oh, shit. it's so gross. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> Hero finds out that about eight weeks ago, Samuel killed Mohinder. Because he was trying to save a film from 1961 that Mohinder was burning. And he's like, you get me that film, you get sweet Charlie back. And Hero, frankly, is not even (laughs) sure he can time travel at the moment. So there's that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, remember? He's having some troubles right now. So I guess we'll find out if he can do it or not. I guess so. But first, nine weeks ago, India. (laughs) <laughs> well hinder is talking to a student and the student is all about it which can you blame the student honestly uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah do go on professor teacher person tell me all about pangea <laughs> and a woman comes up like oh your students adore you teaching is what you were meant to do and sh- she should look familiar this is mira all the way back from season one it's literally mira she's yeah. back at least for this episode she's back And she's carrying a box. And she's like, hey, there's this box here marked Chandra, Suresh, and you promised you were going to get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Because as you remember, she was all very much not about him chasing down her father's shit, or his father's shit. Yeah, no. In season one. And he's like, it's kind of hard to let it go. And she's like, listen, every time you go into your father's research, you go to a dark place, which I mean valid. She's fucking right. And he's like, all right, you know what? You're right. And he opens up a trash can and he just, he throws the box away into it. Surely that's the end of things, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Problem solved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, remember that time that you shacked up with a serial killer? And remember that other time that you turned into a lizard? And remember that other time? Like, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe just walk away for once is a thought. Yeah. 
It is good to know, though, he's he's kind of gone back home and yeah, damn. away from stuff, trying to get back to his life, trying to get back to his normal. Yeah, once they burn Siler's body, he's like, well, that's the end of that. Yep. And he just went back to, to India, I guess. Yeah. So we are going to see Tracy in this episode. We haven't seen her. Mm. We didn't see her last week. So she's at a bar in D.C., and there's a sign-up for um, the Sullivan Brothers Carnival. They're coming soon for a limited engagement. And she's got the compass with her, and she's, like, kind of looking at it. She's just feeling kind of very midlife crisis right now, or, like, special life crisis. And she's talking to the waitress, and she's like, you ever wonder what it'd be like to just run off and join the carnival? (laughs) And uh, I love how the waitress is very, like, us about it, where she's like... (laughs) You really want to just go spend your life in some trailer, <laughs> like some like moving town to town? Like, I take a look at you and your designer clothes. I don't see that. I don't see you doing that, Tracy. And I was like, that waitress is smart and she's on it. Mm-hmm. And, but then Tracy's this whole bitch and she's like, oh, and you're just in some crappy diner and that's supposed to be better. And I'm like, oh, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't be fucking mean to service workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, at least she apologizes, I guess, that's the most you can ask for. Mm -hmm. And she's clearly all stressed, and she's holding a mug, and it fucking freezes in her hand, like, right in front of the woman. And it shatters, and it's like, oh, oh, jeez. Because we're seeing, like, little glimmers of this, this volume, that, like, these powers don't want to be contained. Like, Mm -hmm. it's getting harder to keep it a secret from the normal people. And that's going to continue to be a theme throughout till the end of the show. Yeah, Tracy's going through it. So Yeah, she's having a time. Because I don't think we've seen her since the Jeremy stuff. Uh, no. So she's really, like, yeah, she's got that. She's got just her own shit, just trying to get back to her life. But then her life isn't, you know, what she wanted it to be anymore. So she doesn't really know where she's going to end up or what she's going to do. But she's definitely considering some things that she might not have normally uh, we go over to <laughs> every time I write about Peter and Nathan in my notes of just using like the, the most like stressed, the stressed out like emojis that I can. It's like, because <laughs> it's coming. Uh, we see Peter and Nathan and they got to get to the bottom of what happened. Right. And I love Nathan. He's like, it's not like I lost my car keys, Pete. I lost a week of my life. Like what, what the hell is going on? And they go to his office and his assistant is there. And for a minute, it's like Nathan doesn't know her name. Mm-hmm. And then he does. And and uh he's like, Oh, okay, like, you know, her name's Elizabeth, and he's like, oh, okay, like he, he says it, and it's funny because Pete notices he's like, That was awfully like formal. I wonder if he normally calls her like Liz or something. So Nathan's like, Yeah, dude, here's the thing, like, I'm a US senator, I shouldn't just disappear. Like, that's kind of big news. Like, what the hell's going on? And we find out Angela's on the way and she's supposed to meet them, and Peter's like, you're like the last guy I thought would have an identity crisis. Like, this is weird for me. And Elizabeth says that he was on vacation. That's why nobody looked. Because Angela was like, probably, you know, had the Haitian or someone be like, yeah, Nathan Petrelli's on vacation. It's fine. And so he could just disappear and no one would ask questions. And so his whole calendar was cleared. And Peter, I love Peter just being like, oh, deja vu. <laughs> like, mom fucking with things. <laughs> like, oh, geez. And then, you know, fucking the Haitian shows up 
And Peter knows his name because Peter's a good person and would probably ask because um, mm-hmm. he says Renee like it's no big deal as well. And um, he's like, I've come here to speak with you, Peter. And not only that, when he goes to him, he says to Nathan, like, you stay far from me. <laughs> like, you don't get too close. I'm talking to this one because I think he knows that if it gets too close, then the power will decay and it'll just be all fucking crazy and that's not how it's gonna go down so he goes over you know in the hallway and he's like peter i've come to warn you your mom wanted me to come here and like do a whammy basically and i'm not gonna because you need to know the truth and it's like oh fuck Uh oh we couldn't we couldn't hold it off forever rachel (laughs) i have a question okay uh do you think that the whole Siler's Nathan thing would have taken better if it would have been the Haitian and Matt working on pushing all this stuff together. And do you think that Uh, the Haitian would have been able to remove Siler from Matt's mind? Well, okay, so it's... Those are two different things, so... Yeah, well, here's the thing. Well, this is kind of my answer to both. Here's the thing about Siler. He frequently, as a character, doesn't, like, have rules that stick, Mm -hmm. you know? He seems to break the laws of everything because he's that guy. He's that overpowered just in his very core. It doesn't seem like normally what should work works for him. But I think the Haitian would have had a much better shot at it because he's used to that sort of thing. And Matt's new to that sort of thing. I feel like, or I'll I'll do it in two parts. I think that, yes, he could have gotten Siler out of Matt's head. He could have solved that one. I feel like, yes, it might have worked better with Nathan, but I still think no matter what you did, you're kind of fucked because of the healing ability. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. So I don't I think, think it would that. have stuck for very long regardless for uh, Nathan yeah, that's Tyler. That's very true. You'd have to do like an Arthur, right? You'd have to suck him dry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. That's that's probably the right answer. So yeah, That's my feeling on it anyway. That's what I think. So Nice. Probably would have been cleaner. At the beginning, <laughs> for uh, well, for it, but you yeah. know, yeah, but yeah, but then we wouldn't have had all our fun shenanigans along the way. Exactly, so. story wise, lame, but like yes. just theoretical wise, yeah, that's what I wanted. To ask. Not even just story wise. Like, could you imagine the froth of not only us ten years ago, but our friends <laughs> of mm-hmm. not having Quinto around for that long? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would have been insufferable. So yeah, yeah. I know us completely insufferable yeah and then the thing i wanted to say that we sort of talked about before we started recording how perfect is it that of the brothers peter's like oh hi renee yes <laughs> yes because he would be the one <laughs> like even if that was dead ass real nathan petrelli peter would be the one to know his name like i feel both of the characters so far that we've seen use the name were yes. the correct choices to be the ones to drop the name absolutely yes yeah because, yeah, you have to think that Nathan and Peter and the Haitian had this whole, like, thing in Haiti. Remember? They had their whole little journey. And I bet you that's when Peter asked. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to call you the Haitian. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I think real Nathan would have remembered. But because it is Siler Nathan, he I doesn't. Think, I think, okay, I think, I think Nathan would, like, know it. Real Nathan. Mm-hmm. But I still think he might call him the Haitian. Possible. Possible. It seems like I just it just seems right for Nathan to still do that mm-hmm. because of everyone doing that. And Peter saying his actual name and humanizing him is so fucking Peter and I love that. Yeah. 
This is the kind of thing I wish I could ask the actors about. This, like, really inside shit that they don't even remember. Just to be like, was that in the script or did you, you know, like, <laughs> whose decision was it for Peter to know his name? Oh, I'm sure it was in the script. I bet something happened in the writer's room at that point. Like, we've got to give him a name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, which writer fought for it? And, like, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know. So, uh, Claire, it's laundry day, baby. <laughs> Claire is heading to Noah's apartment with her load of laundry again for whatever reason she's doing and finds the door open and the doorknob frozen off. (laughs) So she heads inside, grabs a knife, and when Tracy comes around the corner, she's like, freeze. (laughs) And she's like, no, no, it's just me. Get it? Yeah. It's just me. And she's like, I, I'm sorry, I needed to see him. I didn't mean to freeze the knob. There's something wrong with my power. And I didn't know where else to go. And Claire can see that she is freezing up as she's talking to her. And it's like, uh-oh, something's not great is happening here right now. Yeah, just a little light B&E among friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her powers are going haywire right now, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah not great. Not for someone, of, uh, not for a fucking elemental. No. No. She could freeze a city block. <laughs> like, nothing. Because she doesn't have to touch stuff anymore. That's bad news. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, Peter and the Haitian continue their conversation. Or Peter and Renee. I'm sorry. Peter and Renee. It's, now it's a habit. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very specifically in my notes. I was like, Renee and Peter. <laughs> yeah. Peter thinks that Renee is there to wipe their memories. And he's like, of mm. course it's Angela's idea. And he's like, Yes. She wants me to do it, but I won't. Mm. And guess what? It's not my decision to open the door. I'm going to leave it in your hands, Peter. So he's like, Nathan is sick. And if you want to help him, you have to go here. And he gives him a card with the location on it. And he's like, do not take him with you. Go alone. If you want answers for what's happening, you have to go alone. He's trying to point them in the right direction. He tells him what he discovers will be more terrible than you can bear. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, golly. Yeah. And he keeps looking at Nathan, quote, quote, like, funny. Like, oh, yeah. Like, all wary. And Peter notices. And, yeah. Oh, boy. Big stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my angst over, over all of this. The poor boys. The boys. Oh, no, the truth. But we're not so, there yet. <laughs> no, we're not. But, I mean, like, at this point, it's like, we're not there yet. But it's like, yeah, but now it's happening. Like, it's fucking going down, finally. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, it's they're going to know. And it's just, oh, what a, what a concept to have to live with. Which goes into really interesting territories later on, which I'm excited to talk about. But... For right now, we're back in India. We're back nine weeks ago. Mohinder's up in bed. He's got that research on his mind. So he hops up, grabs the fucking box again, and gets into it. And he's like, oh, Mohinder, you fucking <laughs> asshole. He looks at a couple notebooks. He looks at Chandra's ID badge. And he finds a film canister, the one Samuel mentioned. And he puts it on. It's got, like, you know, a little projector. A little reel-to-reel. And he is watching as it's uh it's, so it's march 5th 1961 on the on the film and chandra is basically like okay so these people these specials they they sort of they emanate this this uh this force if you will and it's it's really really small and you have to really be able to you know 
figure out how to detect it. But it's there, and when you get a lot of them in the same place, the force seems to grow. And that's probably not good. And so um, it's it's like we're getting our little breadcrumbs into, like, what's going to happen. They talk about there's this pregnant woman there at Coyote Sands. And they notice the giant spike in seismic activity as she's giving birth. Sound like someone we know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, think about it. It's like, oh, we shouldn't have them all in one place. And then what do they do at Coyote Sands? Oh, they had them all in one place. Damn. Yeah. Probably didn't end well. Yeah. He's like, I've been trying to alert the authorities to the dangers of having so many of these people (laughs) together. (laughs) Yep. And they don't listen to me. Nobody listens to me. It's my whole bit. Yeah. So, yeah, Mohinder's learning a little bit more about what Chandra was up to there. Um, We go back to the present day. And we have Claire and Tracy in the apartment. And she gets Tracy into a warm bath, like, to help her out. And she goes and makes her some tea. And at first it seems like, okay, that's helping, that's soothing. And then it's like, oh, no, shit, the water's freezing. And so Tracy pops out and she can't stop it. She just literally can't control this at all. And Claire's like, dude, like, it's okay. Like, you know, it's fine. We'll figure it out. I'm here for you. You know, it's okay. You don't got to, you don't got to worry. And as Tracy's freaking out, she accidentally freezes Claire. (laughs) Like, like solid, like solid. Yeah. And she's just, like, got this look on her face, which is spectacular. Because, obviously, she's like, oh, no, what did I do? But, you know, in her mind, she's like, no, Ben is going to fucking kill me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because she doesn't, you have to think, these characters don't really know each other. She doesn't know what Claire does. No. So she thinks she just fucking killed her. Yep. So. hmm Yep. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, so, Peter, he shows up at a storage unit, 106. But guess what? He didn't listen to <laughs> Renee. He's not alone. Nathan's there. <laughs> that, that fucking dick. He said, go alone how many times? And um, I think Nathan even says, I can't figure out why the Haitian didn't want me in the loop. I don't think he See? says Renee. Yeah. He says the Haitian. He does not say Renee. Yeah. And, and I know it's like, it's a Siler thing, but like, I truly don't think he, he says it either. Yeah. So. so they unlock it and go inside and there's just one thing in the storage unit. It's a metal looking casket. And while Peter's kind of like looking around, Nathan opens it, pulls back some, some, uh, plastic sheeting and, uh, sees himself. <laughs> Oh, boy. His neck is, like, stitched up, too, because if you remember, he got his throat slit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Peter and Nathan both look at each other like, what the fuck? And Peter's like, it's not, it's got to be, like, a shapeshifter or something in there, you know? And, like, oh, Peter, you're so close, but so far. And he's like, there's got to be a reason the Haitian wanted you to see this, Pete. And Nathan touches the body, and he sees the hotel stuff with Siler and... He's like, holy shit, like, he's like, I can't, there was like a bunch of stuff at once, but I heard Parkman. So they decide if they're going to get any kind of answer, they have to go find Matt Parkman. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Oh my God. These two, these two hardy boys on their little mission. Oh no. Several things I love about this. One, the way they shoot it at the beginning, it does look like Peter showed up alone at first, mm-hmm. and then Nathan comes into the frame, and it's like, God damn it! Yep. 
it's like um two i love that they actually like stitched up the body and everything like good lord that is just who who did that and then and then and then how did she get them to put it there and like oh man angela i tell you mm-hmm. she's got a lot of explaining to do and then <laughs> i love when nathan wants to poke his own dead body yeah <laughs> peter's like don't <laughs> He was like he's like a little kid with a stick. He's like, no, don't, don't touch it. <laughs> like it's weird. Don't touch it. And I love when he sees the stuff and he's like, I saw Siler, and Peter's like, that guy's old news. He's been dead for weeks. And I'm like, Siler's never old news, baby. Mm-hmm. Not never, never ever. Mm-hmm. And when Nathan's like, I heard Parkman. He his voice was angry. And then when they're like, let's go find Matt. And he's like, you sure? And he's like, ah, not about anything. <laughs> not, my whole my whole everything is being upended at the moment. I don't know. But let's go, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Siler's old news. Nah. nah. <laughs> Literally never. Everyone needs to be a little scared right now. Yeah, they fucking do. And they're all in such denial about it, too. They're like, this guy's lived through how many things, but surely he's dead now. Couldn't even be anything else. So mm-hmm. Peter is like in yeah. such denial though, because it's like, why oh would the Haitian God. want you to see this? Mm-hmm. Which is the point yep. Nathan brought up. If it's just yep. some f- shapeshifter in here, yup. Um, yeah, it's like it's like denial with a side order of our world is so fucking weird. So he doesn't immediately go like oh, Nathan's dead. He's just like, no, this is just some fucking shapeshifter. What, what, why, why this wild goose chase? Mm-hmm. This doesn't make sense. My actual brother who is right here with me and alive. Um, like yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's not that surprising. The like mental somersaults he's doing right now. So no, Oh boy. Speaking of freaking out, Tracy is <laughs> freaking out and trying to drag Claire to the bath. <laughs> God. And in the process of doing so, snaps a foot off, and she is distraught. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. And we eventually see Claire sit up in the background like, Tracy, it's okay. It's okay. I heal. And, oh, the relief. And they both have, like, a laugh about it. It's just a little scene that is, like, kind of comedic. And like it's so cute. Tracy losing her yeah. mind and Claire's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, and yeah. Oh, she's just like, it's it's like it's like what it's what I do. <laughs> I heal. Yeah, I, I'm fine, I heal. It's alright. Yeah. I just gotta grow another foot. Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> One moment. Don't watch. <laughs> Don't watch. It's pretty gross. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, just, just hold on, hold on a second here. Uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> They're kind of like cutting up a lot of the like tension in this episode. Um, yes, <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. And they're characters you don't get to see together, like Alfin or it all, you know, or ever. Yeah. This is like their first thing, I think, because um, she didn't know she could heal. Yeah. So. so let's get back to the tension, though. Fuck all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nathan and Peter are back at Nathan's office, and Nathan's, like, looking at one of his cabinets of stuff that Angela has brought in, and he's like, (laughs) can you ever really know someone? And Peter's all like, listen, no. You know what I see when I look at this picture? I see my big brother who would let me win by a nose, who'd rearrange his leave so I could have a good birthday, and in the past couple years has saved my ass more than a few times. And Nathan's like, yeah, but I've made a lot of mistakes. And yes, you have. (laughs) 
<laughs> but Peter immediately yeah. is like, so have I. Do not beat yourself up over it. And the secretary comes back in and she brings a paper and she's like, I hope this isn't the Matt Parkman you're looking for. And tells them that he's in a hospital in Texas after he tried to commit suicide by cop. And they both look at each other like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and... She leaves, and Nathan's just like, oh, great, how are we going to get answers? And Peter's like, listen, Nathan, this is good timing, because guess what? I can heal people <laughs> right now. So if we can get in, I can save him. So. Oh, Peter, if only you knew what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. So they're going to head down to Texas. I, I guess so. Road trip. Hachi machi. Gonna have a, a fun souvenir when they get back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, we see in the present day, we see Hero's trying to use his power and he's having a difficult go of it. And Samuel's like, hey, bud, tick tock, tick tock. Like, you gotta figure it out. Time's running out. Sweet Charlie, etc. And um, we see Mohinder again in the past and he's watching the film. And he sees, like, a formula on the chalkboard, and he's building a device, and I'm like, oh my god, he's going full fucking on, because he can't help himself. (laughs) We all wish he could, but he can't. And he falls asleep at his work table, so Mira finds him in the morning, and it's like, honestly, it would have been better to, like, catch him watching, like, porn or something. Mm -hmm. Like, she would have been less pissed. Because he built the fucking compass. He built the compass! Well, not the compass, but a compass, for sure, yeah. He built a compass! Mm -hmm. So, like... He's, he can, you know, he, he understands the, like, force that the people who have powers give off and can track it. And he's talking to Mira. He's like, dude, if the child in that film that was born surrounds himself with specials, he can become really dangerous. And I just, (laughs) and he's like, and guess what, Mira? I fucking love chasing down dangerous men. (laughs) I love it. It's my favorite thing. It's not you. It's me. And she's like, yeah, no, but I'm not waiting up if you do this shit again. So. Yeah. The pet feeder just went off. You're going to hear kibble in the background. (laughs) Mira, Mira, I just, I love chasing down dangerous men. I love getting involved in their affairs. And I love making everything worse for everyone around me. Absolutely. I love. It's my favorite fucking thing. I love how she kept interrupting him. As he's like, I, oh, I made a remark. She's like, shut up. I have compass. I, shut up. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. She's like, I can't tell you how much we're not doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that I even took you back. <laughs> I mean, what? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody could see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just so eager to set it on fire. Oh, boy. Yes, ma'am. Because he doesn't. Oh, God. He's like. He thinks he's Claire Bennett in season one. Like, I just want to be normal. It's like, no, you don't. No, No, you fucking don't. (laughs) You want to be in the middle of the shit because you've been in the middle of the shit and you don't know how not to be anymore. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And you want it to be you that figures everything out. You need to be the one that figures everything out. I tell (laughs) you. Mohinder, Mohinder, Mohinder. Some guy's going to shoot him. (laughs) Or something. (laughs) Or something. (laughs) Are you ready for my one-act play of being at the Midland Hospital? Because <laughs> I wrote down a bunch of notes for it. Yep. Uh, let me, let me okay. lean back and get comfortable, because like, I'm sure, sure this is going to be sure. a long scene. All right. Get a beverage. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I will do what I can to shorten it. All right. We are at Midland Hospital. Peter and Nathan are there. They are like, hmm, how are we going to get into Parkman's room? He's clearly being guarded. Oh, no, wait. The cop on duty is flirting with a nurse. Easy done. So I just roll right on it, <laughs> which I think is great. And so they're like, okay, what are we? Okay, let's let's do this. Peter's like, I'm going to heal him. And Matt comes out of it as his wounds are healing. And he realizes he's cuffed to the bed. And, oh, no, it's Siler's body just chilling right there with Nathan face on. Holy shit. Everything's in the same room at the same time. This is a nightmare scenario. This is like DEFCON 1. This is the thing that should never happen. And Siler is back out and he's like, oh, looks like good things do come to those who wait. (laughs) And Matt is flipping out. He's like, you don't understand. This is exactly what he wants. And Siler's like, oh, come on, buddy, come on, just touch his hand, one touch, it's all I need, and I'll be out of your hair, and I can do my thing, like, come on, we're right here, this is what I've been waiting for. And Matt's freaking out, and they're like, what? And he's like, Siler's in my head, and they're like, Siler's dead, Matt. <laughs> it's like, don't you think Matt would know? <laughs> like, you went to Texas, you assholes. And so he's like, if he gets my power, he's gonna jump back into his body, like, don't let him. And he's like, like, Nathan, you're dead. Siler cut your throat. I used my power to purge his mind from his body. And Siler just like, I don't have time for all the five stages of grief. Like, let's go. I, I'm here. Let's do it. And he shoves Matt out again. And he's like, he's like, oh, Nathan, like, I'm, I'm so sorry. And he's like, wait, you're, you're saying I'm Siler? And he's like, just take my hand, bud. It's going to be okay. Like, come on, just do it. I'm here for you. And Siler is, like, doing everything he can in this moment. He's using, like, all the energy he ever had to try to get him to happen. And Matt's like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. Because he's outside, you know, looking in. And Nate's like, it all makes sense, Pete. Like, it all fucking adds up. Like, these powers, they were never mine. They're not mine. They're Siler's. And so, you know, he's like, I I need to get my body back. And Peter, like, realizes what's going on when he's like, holy shit, that might be, that might be really Siler. And He's like, no, I'll kill you first before that happens. And there's just all kinds of drama. And Nathan TKs his own brother, quote, quote, into a wall. Mm -hmm. And Siler's like, come on, just one touch. It's over. And his mind will go back into his body. And that's what he wants to take my hand. And there's a commotion. and, And Nathan turns. And they just sort of smack hands. And that's all it took. Yeah. So now Parkman is fully Parkman again. Nathan has, you know, Siler has his body back, but it's not going to be quite that smooth. Nathan grabs Peter, but it's Siler grabbing Peter. So, you know, get your fan fix ready. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was like, you know, hot. And, and then they and then they fly away. Yeah. So, oh boy. Wonder how this is all going to go. But I love that they didn't just immediately be like, ha ha, Siler's back. Like, no, it's. We're doing some really interesting things with the concept of identity in this. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot more left to unpack with it. We do. But, you know, what's Mohinder doing? <laughs> <laughs> that he didn't need to do. Eight weeks ago, Mohinder is at the carnival, baby. <laughs> this fucker. And he used his compass that he made to get there and... There's a man sitting there who we have not seen before, and he is taking tickets, and he's like, can I help you with something? And he's like, um, I'm looking for Samuel Sullivan. 
And he's like, well, lucky for you, I'm Joseph Sullivan. And Joseph is played by Andrew Connolly. And he's been in a lot of things. He's one of the, our, like, both on Lost and Heroes. <laughs> what did he play on Lost? Uh, he was on, like, Catch-22. One of those. He was, like, a one-off character. Ah. Uh. I think he was in a flashback. And then he was also on... What else did I see he was on? He was on, like, an episode of Chuck. He's been on a lot of, like, one episodes of things. One or two episodes. Mm-hmm. So, Mohinder is trying to, like, explain why he's there. He's like, listen... I'm afraid if Samuel's around too many specials, it will magnify his power. And Joseph's like, I don't know what you're even talking about. Specials? What do you mean? And they're heading for a trailer, and Samuel comes out. And it's, again, when we saw the flashback with Mohinder, Samuel looks different. He's, like, got a drink in his hand. He's, like, not doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's kind of, like, lazy, you know? Joseph's like, you were supposed to be out making a fire. And he's like, eh, the other guys can handle it. And he introduces himself to Mohinder and asks why he's there. And Joseph lies and said, oh, he's writing a book on traveling carnies. And <laughs> Samuel's like, people would want to read it. And Mohinder goes along for once in his life. He's like, yeah, I guess they do. <laughs> for once in his goddamn life. And Joseph sends Samuel off to the fire pit. Once he's walked away, Mohinder's like, why are you trying to stop me from speaking to Samuel? I flew 8,000 miles here. And Joseph's like, just go inside the trailer <laughs> and we'll talk about it. You, you flew 8,000 miles that nobody asked you to fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the very definition of Mohinder. Like, nobody needed him involved in this at fucking all. Nope. So, yeah. Sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. Yep. And we'll see. It does have a consequence. So. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, how's how's Matt doing now that he's back all whole again? Yes. Uh he scares me, but I'll I'll go get into that in a second. Back at the hospital, we see a <laughs> cop wheeling a body, like covered body into the closet. Matt pops up and continues to whammy him all like, took me to the morgue, it's all you remember, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's also like, Give me your clothes. And it's a short scene, but the with how casual and quick Matt just uses his power to control people is frightening. Mm. Especially because he does not have Siler in his head anymore. This is full Matt now. And he's just, like, using it like oh, it's yeah. nothing. It's really great foreshadowing for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been We've been warning people about the potential of Matt Parkman since day one. It is frightening. Um, and so while he's there working on getting out of the hospital... We see where the brothers have gone, and Nathan had flown, Peter and him, to the Grand Canyon. And Peter's like, why the hell are we here? <laughs> and Nathan is freaking out. I shouldn't be around people right now. If Siler gets into my head like Parkman's, I can't risk that with you. And he's like, listen, Peter, there's a road around here somewhere. You'll find your way home. And Peter goes up to him, and he grabs his hand, and he yunks the flight ability. Bye-bye, healing. He's like, Nathan, what are oh, you doing? Boy. Or, no, Nathan asks him first. Nathan's like, what are you doing? And Peter's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I know what you're going to do. Go ahead. I will be right behind you. Oh. And they both fly off. So he's trying to leave Peter behind so he doesn't get hurt. Yep. Peter's like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm with you, dude. We're not going to, you're not just going to fly off. They're going to do it together no matter what mm-hmm. happens. I'm going to cry. Yep. <laughs> 
So yeah, Nathan's still in control, it seems, right now. Interesting. It didn't just snap to Siler. Which, again, is a really cool choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think... Hmm. This is, like, I guess mildly spoilery, but not quite. Do you think if we would have gotten a season five that we would have had Matt Parkman villain full-on season five at some point? Uh, yeah, probably. I agree. <laughs> without without even a hesitation, just to swallow my water, I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of the shit he does at the end of the season and also how unresolved that kind mm-hmm, of is. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, the thing that happens at the end of the, se- of the show, I guess, that's such a big deal. I mean, I could see him being in a stark opposition to that. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I think, yes. I think had that happened and, like, Reborn or whatever hadn't been what happens after, then, yeah, we fully would have had that. Because certainly the scene with him in the hospital, like, with the cop was meant to come off as comedic, but it was like, holy shit, that's, like, scary. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it was exactly, it's like, oh, haha, it's so funny. He's naked, you know, oh, he's taking his clothes. Like, no, he's... He's straight up just, like, puppeting this man. Because <laughs> like, there's yeah, no focus. It's, it's there's no focus like he used to do where it'd be like he's looking at him and, like, being serious about it. He's just talking and it's happening. Yes. Yes. It's it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all need to take him more seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people to take seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great segue. <laughs> so back in the past, it turns out, yeah, Samuel... He's 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 a he's a fuck around in a, in a layabout because that's intentional. Um, Samuel doesn't know how powerful he can get, and that's the whole thing. Is Joseph is like I've spent my life keeping this guy in the dark about how much potential he could have, and Mohinder is like, yeah, but I like to make Silers everywhere I go, so I'm just gonna fuck all that up, and I I wanna I wanna you know get involved in this, and Joseph's like, no no no, like I've kept the community small. I, I don't want a lot of people here. Like, Samuel could really do some damage. Burn the film. Go back to India. Let's keep the genie in the bottle, you know, as it were. And he's like, I've watched him for over 40 years. Like, stop messing around, Stresh. I know what I'm doing. Jesus. Like, God, Mohinder, stop. Mm. And this is this is literally what I said in my, in my notes. Like, why is Mohinder that Scarlet Envy gift from Drag Race? He is the drama. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I? Am I the drama? I <laughs> yes, you I'm are. <laughs> yes, you fucking are. Um, you didn't need to do any of this. You just can't help it. So we we see, we pull out, and oh, yeah, Samuel was outside the trailer. And trailers are not fucking soundproof, dude. He fucking heard everything. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. So there's like a commercial break. I uh, think, before you go to, to this part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that we find out that uh, Samuel or not. Yeah. Joseph found out from his mother what happened <laughs> at Coyote Sands because they were released from Coyote mm. Sands. So mm-hmm. I guess Chandra got his way. Like, listen, we can't keep this kid here. You have to let them go because they were gone, I think, before shit went down at Coyote Sands. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because they're alive. <laughs> so they must have let them go because it's like we cannot keep it's going to. Do us more damage than good if we keep this kid here. <laughs> Clearly. We have yeah. to let them go. So they got to leave Coyote Sands. And then also Joseph correctly uses the term internment. Yes. Because he says we were interned. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're being pretty on the nose with that. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, it's just it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. 
none of this had to happen, but Mohinder got bored. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. God, why is he that girl who's like, I'm just going to start drama with my boyfriend because I'm bored? Like, why? Why are you that person? Like, not everything this season is Mohinder's fault because the Siler and Nathan stuff was probably going to yeah. happen regardless. For once, he can't be blamed for, for Siler fucking things up. Yes. Yes. I mean, there might have been a different outcome because there would be no carnival for Siler to escape to. <laughs> potentially that's true i mean it does lead it to like different places potentially but that still all probably would have happened without any carnival interference he's a fucking cockroach he'd have been fine Mm -hmm. ultimately um so we go back to all right we've got mohinder and he's in his motel room and it's cool because like not only have we not seen mohinder in a while we haven't heard the mohinder music in a while and there's a lot of it in this episode they really lean into his theme so he's in the motel room and he's calling Mira like, you were right. This was a mistake. I miss you. I'm coming home. And I'm like, you don't believe that. And he has the film canister and he's getting ready. He's he's getting a trash can. He's, he's going to do a trash can fire. He's going to burn it. And before he can drop the match, oh, time stops. Mm. And we see Hero figured it out and he steps out and he wipes his bloody nose because, you know, he's all fucked up from doing it. And he swaps it out for a different film canister. And he's like, all right. He's like, be careful, Dr. Suresh. Evil Butterfly Man is still coming for you. But he got the film. Yeah. Yep. He's fulfilling his end of the bargain for Charlie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he is. I'm sure there will be no horrible twist to that. Okay? <laughs> um, so we see um, Tracy and Claire having their little, like, girl talk. And Claire's like, hey, look, you're calming down. Like, dude, this isn't a physical thing. It's a mental thing. And Tracy's like, oh, great. I have panic attacks with powers. <laughs> like, that's not a good thing. And um, she tells her about being in the diner and, like, um, just basically thinking about upending her whole life. Because, you know, she's, she's felt so lost and her old life doesn't fit anymore. And she says she met a guy named Samuel. And Claire's like, yeah, I know that guy. I know him as well. And Tracy's like, dude, I might, I might do it. Like, I might actually go run away and join the circus, as it were. And Claire's like, you go, girlfriend. <laughs> like, whatever you got to do to get your groove back. And they're talking about, you know, how hard it is to find a friend in the normal world. So, yeah, it is kind of nice that they've got this little connection here. And, you know, Claire tells her, you know, she's sad about Gretchen. You know, she tried to have that and she can't and all. It's very sad. And she's like, you know, it sounded so good on paper, you know, college and everything. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if it can be done. And they say, you know, it's hard out there for girls like us. And they're just having like this nice little sweet bonding moment. And then Noah comes in and he's just like, hi, (laughs) you know, like frozen ass door. Like he immediately is just like, yep, you know, something's happening, but it's fine. And he sees the frozen Clairefoot just on his coffee table. Gross. (laughs) And uh, they could have thrown it away and they didn't. And he's just like, well, how, how was your day? And Claire's like, you know, same old, same old, because <laughs> it is for her. This is the kind of shit Gretchen could never relate to. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Cute little moment with the two of them. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's like, um, you know, it, we, we don't often get to see them relate on a human level when there's not some big thing going on. So... It's it's cool to have them sit together like that. Like like Claire and Tracy are like anyone on the show, really. Um, the thing I like a lot about Volume Five is um, there's so many just little like average moments with these people that we didn't really get post season one because mm-hmm. there was always something going on. It's nice. Yeah, I liked it. 
I for, I kind of forgot a little bit about this little like journey they had in this episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised at how much I forgot about this episode, to be honest. More than the last one, I forgot a lot of the things in this episode. Oh, yeah. really? Like, I knew where things were going, but like some of the steps along the way, especially the ones in this episode, I was like, I had no memory of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, like the Mohinder stuff, I didn't remember really at Mm-mm. all. But because I made so many, like, you know, graphics around, like, Siler and stuff. Like, I, I know every fucking scene he's been in. I know his episodes. But, like, yeah, the Mohinder stuff, I don't remember that as much. Um, I remember parts of the Claire and Tracy stuff. But, yeah. yeah. I remember her breaking her foot. I, remember I didn't that. remember that at all. <laughs> oh, the things you don't remember. See, what I didn't remember is I didn't remember her freezing her solid. I thought she just accidentally broke a limb. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's what I, that's, that was my dumb memory. Yep. Interesting. Speaking of Mohinder, how the, how the hell is that guy doing? Well, time starts again and we see him drop the match in. And as, as the can catches on fire, the, the door bursts open and it's Samuel and he's holding a big rock and he's like, I need to know what was on that film. It was about my ability, wasn't it? And a way to increase my power a thousand fold. And he is so upset that all these years, freaking Joseph has been <laughs> holding him back when he could be king. Mm. And he crushes the rock with his, like, bare hand. And Mohinder's like, I am not telling you anything. And <laughs> he's like, well, bye then. And he launches the, like, <laughs> rocks into his chest. And huh. we see that end scene again where Mohinder's on the ground, dead with the rocks in his chest. And Samuel's like, I'm sorry, and leaves. But we get more because Mohinder guessed. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's not, really. <laughs> we see Mohinder gasp back to life. He picks up his shirt and he's got, like, a bulletproof vest on. <laughs> <laughs> and Hero shows up behind him like, hi, old friend. And he's like, Hero, what the fuck? <laughs> like listen but i'm here i'm not the hero you knew i'm eight weeks from the future and mahinder's like oh so you came to save my life and hero's like nope i was here to save the film (laughs) and from the future i came from you're dead and he's like how did you know i needed the vest and he's like listen buddy my powers are on the fritz the last time i came i came 10 minutes too late and it was a nasty scene in here (laughs) (laughs) So, listen, Mohinder, we have to stop Samuel. I understand that. He is a bad man. But first, I need you to go away from eight weeks so that he will release Charlie. And Mohinder's like, fuck that! We gotta stop Samuel now! <laughs> he is dangerous, hero. He is hella dangerous. We can't let him, like, oh my God. with that stuff. And hero's like, I cannot risk Charlie's life. And then Mohinder does the, agree to disagree. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Literally, fuck you. Siler should have hurt you way more in every instance in the past ever. <laughs> and Hero's like, all right, if you won't disappear on your own, I will make you disappear. And Hero grabs him and pops off. <laughs> I love how before he pops off, Mohinder is about to gear up for the biggest bitch fit you've yep. ever mm-hmm. seen in your whole mm-hmm. life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, nope. Not today. We then go back to the present day where he hands the film over to Samuel. And he's like, now give me Charlie. And Samuel's like, soon. 
Which, of course, you fucking prick, you just say soon. And he's also <laughs> like, sorry your friend had to die. But guess what? Mohinder's not dead. Because we now oh, see boy. where Mohinder has been the past eight weeks. He is in a padded cell with a straitjacket <laughs> on in Riverdale Psychiatric Hospital in Florida. And we see nurses come in to give him medicine. They call him the wrong name. He's like, I'm Mohinder Suresh. I'm Mohinder Suresh. And they like dr- give him his like drugs in his like neck and he falls back asleep. I fucking love it. Good for her. Good for you, hero. You fucking, you did the right thing. <laughs> like, twofold, obviously, the best place for his ass. Absolutely. And then second, it's kind of like, t- I'll show you for not giving two shits about mm-hmm, Charlie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Hinder can't leave Start it alone. Drama here. He wouldn't have been able to leave it alone. No. No. Yeah. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> I gotta get my girlfriend back. Mm, don't give nope. a fuck about nope. that. <laughs> You're gonna go have a nice little vacation for eight weeks in a padded cell, sweetie. Oh, so. Christ. I love that. Yep. It's like one of the best little boops that Hero has ever mm-hmm, performed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, putting Adam oh, in like a coffin it. six feet under is a pretty good boop, too, so. Well, I mean, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Don't. Okay. That's the thing, right? Is like, Hero is lovable, but like, don't fuck yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get a short little scene of Matt wearing the cop's outfit in the hospital, and he's giving Janice a call, and he's leaving a message, and he's like, the craziness of these past few weeks is over. Siler's gone, and he got what he wanted. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> update that we're seeing Matt's fine right now, and he's giving Janice a oh, call. boy. Well, you know, Siler gets what Siler wants. Yep. The bastard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's like such a it's it's the roller coaster of like it's fun to see him win, it's fun to see him lose, and he's about to start winning, and that's really fun. Yep. So, uh, well, um, after her little gal time with Claire, we see Tracy um, at a diner, and Samuel comes in, and she's like, "Dude, I don't know what I'm doing, but like my old life, that ain't it." And he's like, "Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you reached out. I hoped you would." I felt a real connection between us. And he's like, there's something I'm going to ask of you. A way for you to use your gifts to make this world better for all people of abilities. <laughs> he's like, you have unique talents, Tracy. And they're like talking and like the camera like pulls out and shows them talking. And it's like, oh, what's going to happen here? Tracy, what are you going to, what are you going to do? Nothing good. This man is a bad yeah. man. He's evil butterfly man. Like, she doesn't yeah. know that. No, she don't. But so. Yeah. And also, she's not the most, like, morally, like, you know, white person or whatever. Like, she's, 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 you know, she's not, like, some, like, chaos, or not, what, what do you call it? Like, um, fucking, what do you call it? Like, the D&D alignment thing. I can't speak and I can't think anymore. Like, when you're really good. Like, she's not lawful good or anything. Yeah, there you go. There you go. She's got room to wiggle, so. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting pairing. Um, yeah, so, we go over... To Nathan and Peter. And Nathan is full of angst. And he is like, you know, you, you change a voice, you change a face. It's still the same underneath. Whoever Nathan is, he's gone now. He's just some random thoughts in a mass murderer's head. And Pete's like, dude, if the thoughts are out, like, that's cool. Like, I, I can, you know, I can still see you as my brother. Like, we don't have to change anything. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, 
to the rest of the world, yeah, maybe I'm Nathan, but you're going to look at me and like you are now. You don't even realize you're doing it. And you're going to see Siler. And it's so true. He's got, like, his, like, his little, like, arm cross kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like he's going to, like, strike if he has to. It, it is very how, it's how Peter looks at Siler. He's completely correct. And he's like, tell me I'm wrong, Pete. And then I just go scream in the pillow for about 30 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's where we leave off, is the big question. Can Nathan still exist if we all just agree to the lie? Yeah. What is a man's identity? What makes a man a man? <laughs> yes. So yeah. What about this one? It was good. It's got some good stuff it in good. it. Yeah. I'm so glad that somebody just locked Mohinder up. <laughs> where he could do the least damage. <laughs> he had to. He would he would not be able to just sit by himself in India and hang no. out with Mira. He'd be like, I have no. to stop, Samuel. Which he's not oh wrong. My God. He's not wrong though. Well, Okay, but but he started it. So like he did. He always feels so good about himself trying to finish the things that he starts that didn't need to be started. Like he is the Chandra to Siler with him and Samuel. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So goddamn, he, he certainly God feels irresponsibility yeah. for it. So. I mean, like, he should, but it's like, yeah, but you did this. Like, oh, why don't you ever see the pattern? You frustrating man. You beautiful, beautiful, frustrating man. <laughs> he's He's got, like, too much. He's too logical in that way. You know what I mean? I guess. Or he doesn't see, like, why it would cause a problem, at least later on, which he should. He's literally that gif. I'm not even joking. <laughs> he's like, I'm not the trauma. Yes, you are. You are the drama. Yep. You are the drama. You're the villain of the season. Oh, man. But not the same way that Matt Parkman is the villain, so. (laughs) No, no. Because ultimately, like, Mohinder's pretty normal, so. Yes. Yeah. But anytime you got somebody who can fuck around with your mind, I mean, yeah. We're about to see. We're about to see exactly how far Matt Parkman will go. We're going to see the lines he is now willing to cross. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks, Siler, for, for challenging him. You know, you did this to yourself in a few episodes, just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Great job. Yeah, good job, bud. Well done. You're a lot like your ex in that way. You just can't leave well enough alone. So. Nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, you want to throw the socials at us? Yes. All right. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipse Podcast if you'd like to follow our personal accounts. I am at that burb there. Burb with a B, like giving birth to an earthquake baby. Uh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say burb with a B, like body, which Siler has back. <laughs> Both good. And you're uh, all screwed. Keisha is at lady underscore snark, S-N-A-R-K. We're not tweeting about anything new. We record these episodes back to back, so... <laughs> Yeah, not even going to ask. Um, nope. If you'd like to send us an email, we are eclipsepod at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us is through the Discord. Link will be in the show notes. Come on over. Talk about heroes. Talk about whatever. Let us know if we missed something for, for news. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just let us know. Think that wraps it up then? Excellent. So until next time, bye-bye. Bye! Next time on Eclipse, carve that turkey. Serve those mashed potatoes, or mashed those potatoes. It's Thanksgiving, baby.